everybody, and welcome to the Penalty Loop Podcast, a podcast about biathlon by Jordan Gottschalk from Penalty Loop and RJ Weiss from Biathlon Analytics. Well, RJ, it has come and gone. The World Championships are over. How are you feeling? Good. Um, I was able to see every race, even the, the early ones. Um, there were a couple that were really early. Uh, yeah. Today and yesterday were the, were the really early ones. So, um, But I did see them. And um, I think what stood out most is what a, what a mixture of weather conditions and snow conditions. Oh, yeah. Started yeah. out in, in bright sunlight. And yeah. uh, then we had uh, some days where you could hardly see the athletes. And the last <laughs> yeah. couple of races were in the pouring rain and... And in the middle there, it was sunny and hot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I think uh, you know maybe a good shout out to the to the the wax techs because uh, yes, they must have been crazy busy this whole two weeks. They have to be exhausted. Yeah, I mean you know they, they are. I think they're always busy, but with these changing conditions. It's, oh yeah. Uh, well, you think you know? You look at the the squads who did really well. Of course, Norway and Sweden, and those uh, those wax techs earned their celebrations this week. No kidding. I think I saw almost all of the the Norwegians post something about the wax mafia this uh, mm-hmm. this afternoon. So, um, yeah, and I think there was nothing. Well, I mean, it's hard to say, but I I think there was one race where uh, I felt like France was was it a single mixed or or a relay where mm-hmm. they shot really well. They were, they were still out far out of yeah. it. Um, yeah. So I wondered about Wax there, but yeah, and, I know. and QFM was not happy with his skis in the individual race. So there were a couple of races mm. there, but yeah. yeah. But I think maybe maybe when you think of like uh, we've talked to Christian Wolf about this, but like you think about Norway and Sweden compared to some of the smaller nations, um, right. you know, and there that you'll see more of the the difference crop up. Well, and it's also the the budget, right? Because we oh, talked yeah. to um, mm-hmm. Johanna, and um, she was saying that you know there's some really good uh, wax text there, and so I, I don't think it's necessarily the experience of the actual text, but it's just more the the oh, budget yeah. and uh, the this the size of the team. But yeah, oh man, like you said, and also uh, uh, the uh, thinking about the the volunteers, the who are all the the crew who are out there keeping the course mm-hmm. intact, especially these last oh, couple yeah. days. Yeah. Well, just in general, the, you know, keeping the, the, the people happy that mm-hmm. are there and, and the, like the, today, the races make me totally think of my only biathlon race where it was yeah. around zero and wet and just yucky. Like, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I got shivers when I just thought of that. And then, you know, to see the crowd there and be happy and oh, excited and, yeah. Um, kudos to to those people as well, and you know they're probably tickets that I wouldn't say you get once in a lifetime opportunity, but yeah, it's not that often that Oberhof will get a a world championship. So uh, yeah, the atmosphere was fantastic. It really was. I loved. Yeah. There were so many people who who shot videos from the ground. I'm thinking of like uh, Andre Hinkelberg uh, had a couple of videos from from the ground, and Claire Egan. Uh, was there and had some videos from the ground looking up at the crowd and and that had to be a very neat experience uh mm-hmm. just to to see everybody up there and all the fans that were clearly having a great time 
Um, I mentioned a couple times this week, just watching the the fans and like the pre-race and they were there, you know, 30 minutes, an hour beforehand, just having a party. You know, they were having, yeah. a, having a great old time. Yeah. I tweeted that this morning. I really wondered, uh, I'm just, you know, I've been in Canada for, I don't know, close to 20 years, but, uh, I don't think you ever lose your roots completely, but I'm at that point where I can, um, have the Canadian perspective on things. Mm-hmm. And I, I really thought, uh, <laughs> they were playing this song, you know, how, how they have the feed on about oh, yeah. Yeah. a while for the, before the zeroing and stuff. And they were, they had this carnival song that was about, um, you know, he would he would say something, and then er lebt noch, which is like he's still alive. <laughs> and it was just sort of a polka, and then he was saying something, and they had a whisper, and then er lebt noch, er lebt. And, and I was just thinking, if if you don't have that background, uh, people must be thinking, what are those people doing there? But uh, yeah, it sounded, sounded like a good party for sure. Well, I was listening earlier this week. I think it was uh, on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday with the individual races, and. Um, you know, John Denver comes on, you know, and he said, he's a, a musical artist from the American South. And I was like, what are we, what are we singing here? And then, uh, Cotton Eye Joe comes on. I was like, what, what is happening that I, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> over there. Um, you know, I'm I, sure I just heard life is life as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> like, love what, that there. Yeah. <laughs> what, <laughs> what kind of crazy playlist is this? It made me really want to talk to the guy whose job it is to put together the playlist before the race. And it's and probably out. still a tape from yeah. <laughs> 25 years ago. <laughs> playing the same ones over and over again. Yes. Yeah. No, but, they just, they just passed it along. They're just trying to keep it intact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the, uh, the video from Sven Fischer skiing ahead or, or from behind. Well, I didn't know it was him at first, so I put up some tweet about how I was really excited about the cameraman, and I called him the cameraman, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. On, on the course, and people were like, oh, you mean Sven Fisher? I was like, oh, I didn't know it was him. <laughs> I <laughs> no, thought it was, I, was a cool perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm quick to be critical sometimes of the, uh, of the production, but I thought that was really neat. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it really what I cared about was just seeing what it looks like from the athlete's perfect perspective and seeing the fans on the side. I thought that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. But I, I mean, give the guy, uh, you know, one of those shock pro GoPros. Yeah. On, or on a helmet or on his chest or something. And the poor yeah. guy was skiing with one leg and every now and then you saw a video of him looking over his shoulder with a bit uh, of fear in his eyes. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Nice, nice uh, idea. I hope that they do something like that. They've done, over the last couple of years, at the championships, they've done some neat things. Mm-hmm. So they had this last year in Beijing. They had the uh, the overhead uh, camera where they would kind of go back and forth and show you sort of uh, like an overhead perspective. And I, and, mm-hmm. and, and I thought that was neat. And then they had the um, last year they had like the, the names would pop up. You know, they only did it like twice. But, I know. Uh, you know you mean in, in Beijing? In, in Beijing, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I thought that was neat as well. Um, and and I and hope some, that didn't they have some ski speed together. and stuff? They did on that. Yeah, yeah. Some sort of a stats overlay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was more from the Chinese organization. Maybe uh, committee or, or something. Or the Olympics but, have a different production crew. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would like to see. I would like to see more of this coming together. Mm-hmm. No, they did a they made it a good show despite. Uh, what are not always cooperating so no yeah um yeah so uh i i i will say for my own self you know watching most of the races from my couch 
I had a great time. And mm-hmm. I didn't have to be up at 3.45 in the morning. I thought the races were, by and large, like, even when they weren't particularly close, and we'll talk about one of those races coming up, there mm-hmm. was something amazing that was happening. And I just, yeah. it, was a, it was a nice, uh, what, 10, 11 days of, of biathlon. Absolutely. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's, uh, and then I guess they have one weekend off, and then they continue? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they go to, I think the Czech Republic is the next mm-hmm. location. And then Sweden and uh, and then Norway. Oslo, yep, to finish yeah. up. Yeah. Three more weekends, and I always find the third trimester to be particularly interesting because I feel like a lot of the athletes are just trying to hang on to whatever form they have left after the World Championships, and yeah, yeah. And you can sometimes see some pretty interesting uh, either winners or top tens or you know podiums, just people who were able to hold on to it a little bit better than others. Because that's when last year I think Lynn Pearson had a had a good close to the season, and um, there were a few others too that Tandervolt, Tandervolt, yeah, correctly, yeah, and and uh, Vogt uh, last year as well. That's mm-hmm. when she really made her surge. Um, Bakken and 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 Philip Field Anderson, who we'll see if he rejoins the team. But yeah, yeah. um, oh yeah, no, it made me think. But what I like about it too is that you know someone like Samuelson who was obviously getting better and better throughout the world championships and i'm curious if he can continue that line or if it's kind of now you know he basically spent all his energy and Mm -hmm. now is kind of done so yeah looking forward to uh to those races again absolutely uh some some better snow hopefully we get some cold weather to end where they do it in uh czech republic is not that far from oberhof i believe it's not nope Uh, well they got a week to get some snow in there mm -hmm. yeah hopefully so, so um, I apologize, but I was going to say the the I think we're both going to have the both the the biggest number one thing, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I think everybody has it. But but Johannes Tingnes, boo! I realize I've been saying it wrong um, with the sort of the world championships of everyone's dreams. Yeah, he seemed disappointed today. I mean, he, I think he was happy for the others, like he mm-hmm. took it well. But uh, yeah, especially after yesterday. Um, yeah, or the, after the relay, you know, wasn't going to happen anymore. But uh, yep, yeah. Uh, well, uh, you you mentioned that earlier. There was always something exciting going on, and and, and it makes makes for a very different race. Like uh, obviously, I like an exciting race that's tight to the last second. But um, you you there's definitely something cool about just watching him ski and just yeah. And it doesn't even look so powerful. Well, Mm-mm. it does, but it's not. You know, it's so smooth, and I loved how he uh, when he got the question, "Are you considering skiing for uh, for the cross country team?" No, <laughs> that was it. No. <laughs> yeah, he but, makes it. Uh, it looks. It looks easy. Mm-hmm. It just looks like you said. It looks smooth. It doesn't look. It, you know, it doesn't look like he's he's got a lot of effort going into it and you can definitely yeah. tell when he kicks it into you know top gear but for so much of the races it's just he's just cruising along in fourth gear and and still sort mm-hmm. of crushing everybody i think today um, was the only only day that he seemed tired and which is fair yeah oh yeah no absolutely <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was the first time i was like oh he doesn't have the uh the energy yeah. anymore yeah and, and you could see it on the last lap he was like I don't know if I have the energy. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Uh, let's just finish it up. Yeah. 
I, I think that we will all remember the individual race in particular for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anybody who doesn't remember, it's it's worth rehashing. He started in bib number 11, and he was the first one to cross the line. And so he made up, you know, five and a half minutes on, on the first guy. And in particular, and I don't remember who it was anymore, but in particular, he started five bibs behind Canton uh, Fionnier. Yeah. And so that's two minutes and 30 seconds. And Canton uh, Fionnier's average, his pace on the first lap was two minutes and 22, or yeah, two minutes and 22 seconds per kilometer. So two minutes and 30 seconds he's already got a one kilometer lead hmm. on JT Bo. This, this man who won the overall crystal globe last year and yeah. a whole slew of gold medals is the number four man in the overall standings ended up fourth place in the race and JT Bo beat him. I, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. When he was, it seemed like he was catching up and, uh, in that last lap and, you're like, I'm sure he can do it, but is he going to? Yeah. But yeah, he just, he didn't even, like, I think QFM stuck with him, what, 30 seconds, and then he he didn't have keep it. up? Uh, no. No, it was, it was, it was just a, a, a amazing performance. Yeah. He was a minute and 46 seconds faster than the second fastest man, who was Jeremy Finello, who right. was very fast all week. And um, that was the biggest one-two gap in any race ever. Wow. Yeah, he's uh, just on a different planet when it comes to skiing. Uh, trivia question for you. Only uh, There have only been five races, uh, individual races, so in the individual discipline, in which uh, an uh, uh, athlete has had a greater than one-minute uh, advantage in course time. Um, and those... In those five races, they're held by two different guys. Do you know who they are? Obviously, Johannes Tignesbo being one. The other one is? Uh, Olaner Bjordanen. Of course. Yeah. Yep. He did it three times. Yeah. Yeah, and it must be so frustrating for, uh, like, the tension for, for Stuart Holm, like, right at the last shooting. Yep. And then in the end, you're like, yeah, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. If Didn't it was matter. clean or not. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was. Uh, I don't. Know. That was one of those races where you just admired a guy, and yeah, it it wasn't close at all. You know, one by over a minute. You know, yeah. with two misses, but it was just it was one of those all time great performances uh, in biathlon. Yeah. yeah, and I do. Um, I'm usually not the biggest fan of individuals in general, but um, I do like that. A, you can really compare ski speed because they're not doing the penalty loop, so you never yes. have that. Oh, yep. we did more meters um and it is it is cool that you know even jt bow i'm sure he knew that Noah was going to catch him but he still had to push till the end just to make sure mm-hmm. right yep. there's no no real slacking off until the very last meter so but mm-hmm. that's definitely something i do enjoy for the for the individual yes yeah it was a it was also it was a you know, I can't remember how warm it was. I think it was what, like twelve or something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, the course was so sloppy, and and you think you know the guys at the end were probably at a at a bigger disadvantage just because they had to ski through all the slop. I don't know, yeah. but um, I just I don't know if you saw the first guys in the in the first lap. It 
didn't seem much better. Like no, it was still pretty it, deep. It was and still, yeah, it was still pretty Q ephemeral. So what? He started sixth. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I I don't know. Maybe it has some advantage. No, but. I I I don't think it played a role in 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 his amazing performance. It probably actually accentuated it. Yeah. Well, Made him know, look even stronger. Form, you just feel like you're flying, right? I mean. <laughs> uh, he was. I mean, just he was amazing the entire week. I I don't know if you saw this, but somebody put together a thread on on Twitter of all of his uh, his ridiculous standing shootings. Um, you know, where he, I think he had a number of them that were like 19 seconds or 20 seconds. Um, you know, and, and it just seemed like every time he got there for a standing shooting, he was just ready to go and, and had 100% confidence that he was just going to hit it. And obviously it well, didn't, didn't totally work out today, but it was pretty darn good. And especially... He seemed really good at the final shooting, where yes. a lot of others yeah. uh, had at least a miss. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I responded to uh, to the fellow on Twitter who was asking about you know which shots are this last. I'm, I'm I started it with it today, so I'll post that uh, probably later this week. But uh, some interesting things there for sure. You mentioned uh-huh. his his last shootings, the single mixed relay. He he had that uh, that I mean the single mixed relay penalty loops are about what half the size, quarter the size of yeah, a regular I think 75, penalty loop, seventy five yeah. meters. Definitely. So um, you know, and so he makes up the penalty loop, skis into the onto the range and shoots five for five in seventeen point nine seconds. <laughs> it was just yeah. Oh man, I mean, I just sort of felt for uh, Komatz in that moment that. You know, you're you're doing everything you can. <laughs> I know. It doesn't really matter. No. It was... And that's so frustrating, right? Where he's already catching up on you on speed. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, his, his raid into final shooting. It's yeah, it just blazes away. Not really uh, something where you hope you can catch up with him. But, yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah, we'll I... see it. What were we going to say? Oh no! I was just looking at his times that I put together quickly. I think seventeen four was his fastest this weekend. Oh my god! And uh, let's see here. I don't know. I have to dig into it more. But uh, so yeah, here, so, here is his season yeah. so far. He has eighteen races. That includes the world championships. He has fourteen wins, three third place finishes, and a twelfth. Which was the very first race of the season. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just, I can't get over that. Well, and then, and I keep thinking of Legright, who I think today was the first time he was not on a podium this season. Uh, it's if, and he's if, not even close to the to the challenging for the for yeah. overall. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's, you you run out of words at some point, but it's amazing. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's one of the greatest seasons we're ever going to see. Yeah. Anything else that stood out right off the bat in general? I've got a whole a whole list. I was preparing for like two hours before this podcast. Which one do you want me to hit next? <laughs> oh no, it's uh... oh right off right off the top of my head. It was the Swedes. Um, I think that you and I had talked about it uh, a little bit coming into the race, but uh, or into the weekend. But we were sort of um, felt like Elvira was the the number one hope, and then of course. Uh, you know, she had been sick 
and then you mm-hmm. kind of had to wonder like what was going on with Samuelson and and he had the the uh, the issue with the the loose barrel the loose barrel and that seemed as after that he just seemed to like kick it into gear for the first time in a couple of years yeah um, and then Len Pearson of course continued to race really well and Pontaloma with the silver medal today so I, I I thought the Swedes even though Norway came out with more medals I thought the Swedes were overall a better team yeah and I mean uh, I didn't do the exact counting but if you consider that uh what 80 percent of the norwegian medals are for one guy <laughs> yeah yeah i think as a team i was i was excited about tan revolt today though mm-hmm. right? and, you know yeah. after quite the dip in her season yes well she dip seemed in the season. emotionally uh uh how do you say that she she was very emotional at the finish that was it was yeah. cool to see where hannah was uh comforting her and did you i don't know Someone put together, I don't know who it was, uh, a picture from yesterday and a picture from today. And how, because yesterday she had that uh, really sort of disastrous loop mm-hmm. or leg in the relay that, that put Norway behind and never really were able to catch back up. And um, she just looked crestfallen yesterday. And then today she was on top of the world. I wrote actually, when I was when I was watching the race, I wrote silver feels like gold. Um, yeah. Because it it really did. I mean, to go from the feelings of yesterday to today, and I was I was shockingly nervous for her when she came up for the last shooting. Um, but yeah, that was. Well, what a race! Uh, you know, when you go into the final lap with yeah. uh, Simon right in front of you, I think she was yeah. what a couple seconds behind Simon. Uh, I think to start the to start the lap, Simone actually was yeah. behind her, but she came. Oh, was behind. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Simone came flying by like in the first couple hundred meters of uh, of the last lap. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was a. And at, at some point, I was like, "Man, is she going to challenge for gold still?" But I think she just yeah. ran out of time. And, uh, yeah. and Hannah was skiing quite strong. Would so. you see? There was a moment where so so she catches up to Simone and she looks back over her shoulder and sees that uh, Chevalier Boucher was was a ways behind. And so at mm-hmm. that point, like she knew she had the medal regardless. Yeah. And it was like it just sort of loosened her up. She's like. I got the medal. I'm just going to go for it. And like you said, I thought I thought she was going to chase down Hannah there for a second, but yeah. Well, just, where she t- overtook it was uh it was pretty tight where she was overtaking Simon. Yes. Yeah. Um but yeah, she wiggled her way through and yep. And uh, yeah, Simon just hit the hit the wall, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. It was but, just uh yeah, you, I mean you could see it. She had nothing left in the tank. Still yeah. got bronze. Yeah. No. I don't want. To, I don't want to forget to mention her until the the hour ten mark, yeah, like we did last <laughs> last week. I know. Yeah, no. It's uh, yeah. It was good to see Sweden back, and uh, I think mm. um, Samuelson was alluding to uh, that they doubled their total amount of medals from their previous wow. record. That's awesome. I, I don't know if he meant exactly like golds or all combined or whatever, but uh, yeah, That's he incredible. was saying it was quite quite a bit better than previous previous yeah. world championships you had samuelson had i don't have this all in front of me but he had the gold uh here um in the master i want to say in the uh was it the pursuit he had the bronze and then did he was it also the individual yeah he had bronze in the individual bronze in right. the pursuit gold today Ponsaloma had silver today hannah had two golds um you know, Lynn Pearson. Uh, Lynn Pearson, yeah. 
yeah, I had a couple on there. It was just, it was a really well-rounded effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they yeah. had some team success too, right? The, they did. Yep. In the release, yeah. Because uh, the the women had the had the bronze. The didn't the men also have the bronze? The men also had I the thought, bronze. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I and the men winning you... the bronze was was kind of a surprise for me. Actually, I just would not have predicted that at all. Say that again. The men the... winning the bronze, I would not have predicted that going into the race. Just because of uh, Femling and. Yeah, I thought Femling was going to hold them back too much, but mm. uh, I thought I thought so. I, I personally thought Italy was going to sneak in there like they did a couple weeks ago in Anholtz, but that was just me. Yeah, um, Giacomo, I actually wrote him down as sort of a someone who stood out for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, it was. Let's just say it was a great experience for him. I think um, it was. He was yeah. really up and down and. In the end, I think, you know, when you look at the results, he can probably still look back on a pretty exciting uh, world championship. Did you, you saw him coming across the line for that bronze medal in the single mixed relay? He was excited. Well, yeah. He was like on top of the world. That was fun to see. Yeah. I'm glad that this season he came away with at least that bronze medal uh, Mm -hmm. because he he has been one of those, one of those stories and, and it was really nice to see that. Um, mm-hmm. he gets to take that home and it's something to work towards is to, to get more of that. Well, and that's, you know, obviously he had some races where things didn't work for him very well, but, um, mm-hmm. knowing that you can produce on a world championship, you know, maybe not consistently yet, but yeah, if you can win a bronze yeah. and you know, you, you can, can do that you again. can get there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, that was, so this isn't, isn't one of my top things, but I just wrote down a handful of people who were, I thought had really great uh championships and these mm-hmm. are not like your your a1 athletes these are just people who i think are, are coming up and i was really excited about uh for the women uh samuela comala and uh hannah ockenthaler i thought mm-hmm. had had great races or great uh, weeks uh teresa forbonacova polona klemencic sophia schneider and anna gandler or gandler gandler um had uh had good times too and they, they were all they were they're all young um you know and they all showed a lot um most of them had their career bests this week and several of them had multiple like they they set a career best and then and then broke it yeah (laughs) awesome um and and i'm sure we'll come back to a couple of those in in a few minutes but uh and then for the men uh thomas i wouldn't forget uh tomingus oh tomingus yes and uh emma lunder emma lunder was yeah i was going to mention her actually a little bit separately Yeah, right. but uh, uh, Makiska, uh, uh, Strateki, uh, Hartveg, uh, Stalder, um, and then Alex Cesar uh, from Slovenia. All mm. all young guys all had uh, either career bests or near career bests. Nice. Um, yeah, multiple times, which I thought was awesome. And then you, you stole my thunder uh, with Emma Lunder. She's, she's not young anymore. Um, but this for, is for biathlon athletes for, for biathlon. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. definitely just much younger than me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, she had, uh, definitely her best world championships. Yeah. With the seventh and the 11th, both being, oh, her, man, I just felt so bad for just missing know, the one flowers. tenth of a second. Yeah. But, uh, it would have been wonderful to see her in that ceremony, but it was not to be this season. Did you know this season she has 
already set her record for her personal record for top tens in a season? I did not know, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Well, and I and I like too that it's not um, it's not like she had one or two really good weekends in a row. Like it was the first weekend mm-hmm. where she was fifth, I think. Yeah, she was. Oh, uh, she even fourth. Yeah, well, she, was she started very really good. good, very and good. Then, yeah, and then I I don't know I like there's three. Well, Moser is not. She's been around for a bit longer, but they have a pretty young team. They do. Um, and very young. You know, I think it's nice that they can still have a couple seasons where, you know, Lunder is still going to be there. And I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, they weren't weren't uh, top tens or anything by any means, but they were still in there for most of the races for at least uh, the first part of it. For the relays. Yeah, no. I mean, Emma Lunder, she's 31, so she's got, yeah, we got a couple more years. Kind of peak age, right? Yeah. For some, yeah. So that'll be nice for those women, like you said, like the, the Nadia Mosers and the Emily Dickinsons to to, to have her. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily Dickinsons, excuse me, to have her to to learn from, you know, as, as they start to get a little more experience. Mm-hmm. I was also happy to see... Uh, uh, Lisa Hauser yes. showing some signs of returning back yes. to form. Yeah. Silver medal in the single mix relay was very cool. Yeah. She was very excited about that. I think even today she did, uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but she was she did. top 10, right? She was ninth. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So overall, I was... Uh, it's it's cool to see you know young people coming in and at the same time so for example Davidova had a, had a good race today she did again and mm-hmm. um, so they're not going anywhere no well and Davidova's not not old this is the thing about no. women's biathlon right now is that there are a number of women like Simone and uh, and Davidova who have been around for a number of years and they're yeah. only like twenty five twenty six. And so they're going to be around for a while yet because you still have like Herman Wick and Roisland winning medals in their, you know, early to mid thirties. So you could be seeing another almost decade of these, if they choose these women being around. I know. And then even Hannah Oberg, she's 27. She's, she's been around I would, forever. I would, but been, I would have been convinced if she was like 29 or 30. Well, and she, you know, statistically, she still has her best years yeah. in front of her. We'll look at the 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 top five from the mass start today. Hannah Uyberg, Tandravold is what twenty six. Simone twenty six. Chevalier Boucher is what thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Davidova is twenty six. Yeah. Naughton twenty eight. Lunder thirty one. Naughton Naughton uh, had a great race today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then you get Lynn Pearson. Lisa Hauser looks positively old. <laughs> I think Vera is the first over 30 with 32. Wow, and that's she's in 14th. Yeah. <laughs> wild. Yeah, and then Roisland, 32 uh, in 17th. She didn't have the best race today, but... Did you see her at the finish? No. She was definitely tearing up. She was emotional at the finish, and it made me wonder, was this her last world? Mm. Yeah. 
Well, I, I can only imagine it's not going to help you much to, to have a season like this with a rough start and yeah. probably always feeling you're trying to catch up. And I had good hopes for her that maybe she was able to, to peak, but it's probably also where with so many races, um, yeah. you know, stamina is probably one of those things you only get from racing a lot more. Yeah. Single mix was a, a good fit for Yeah. Shorter course. Yeah. Oh shorter shorter legs yeah so happy for um Vitozzi as well oh yeah uh, can we talk about that relay for a minute like the yeah. uh the the women's team the italian women looked awesome i know it's and just you know once your your weaker spots are producing results like that like camola and uh yeah i can tell her yeah and, and, you know, there's been a lot of discussions about order, you know, where they always started with Vitazzi and then they had um, Vera at the end or in third, maybe. Yeah. So this, this I mean, order worked out. Yeah. You know, this is this is who they're going to be running with, I would have to imagine. But, you know, you look at what well, Komala was, what, fourth in the individual. She missed the podium by mm-hmm. yeah. just a hair because Vitazzi overtook her. Um, and then she was 10th in the, in the mass start viewer, uh, was in, and there's no way they could have known this ahead of time, but the worst wins of the day and, and the wins were kind of variable during the relays were during that second leg. And that was exactly who you'd want to have during the worst wins, right? I mean, who else yeah. of that, of that four are you going to pick? And, and, and she navigates them with one miss, which was by far the best of everybody of, of the second leg, Ockenthaler gets a lead I think of like 29 seconds and hands off a lead to Vitazzi and Vitazzi had no fear at all Vitazzi just mm-hmm. slammed the door that last shooting holy great yeah 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 so excited I banged my knee into the table there <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean yeah she she must have felt pressure but it, it didn't seem to bother her at all not at just... all yeah I think that's very so, cool Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm very jazzed about that team. And the only one who may not be around for the next or for the whole Olympic cycle is Vera. I mean, we'll see if she, if she wants to stick around for another couple of years, but you know, Komala is young. Akintaler is young. Vitazzi is, is 26. I mean, 27. I mean, they're all, they're all going to be around. Yeah. That is, that is well, like yeah. the, that's the core of their team right there. Yeah. Well, and on the men's side too, right? Uh, mm-hmm. is, is, uh, really strong and um i by, by, i think the by other, us yeah like there, there's still a bit more um uh i i don't want to say i'm reliable because that's not a lot of me yet but less less consistent yeah um well and then they've got uh the number one junior right now is uh nicolo batemps and he's okay. uh yeah he's like 18 so he'll, wow. he'll be coming up pretty soon too um um yeah the italians have a lot of young talent and mm-hmm. uh you, you you know this particular relay you know maybe i don't know what would have happened if san Filippo was still on the team and and i don't think that she was treated appropriately for i just don't think that whole situation was treated appropriately but these four women together were awesome and they absolutely 100 percent deserve that gold medal mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's hard to say what you know what else played in that in that situation with uh yeah 
in the Italian team. But um, I don't know. They, I, it's just one of those teams where, to me, it kind of snuck up on me. You know, they yeah. had the, sort of a weird selection with uh, Hofer was sort of training on the, on his own with yes. the Swedish team, and Vier yeah. was not part of the eight team selection, and they had a, like an elite group or something. Yeah, I, she was I don't recall off on exactly, her own but, doing something else. Yeah, or training with the men even. Um, yeah, it's a it, the the whole talk about the relay coming in. Like you know, there was the discussion: are they going to delay it? The winds mm-hmm. you know, were were up and variable, and the Italian team had two misses for the entire relay. I think you know that was just yeah. that was a tremendous tremendous race. Yeah, yeah, it was I, cool to see. Yeah. I, I, I did not did not expect to see it, um, but I'm I'm happy it happened. <laughs> Yeah. So, what did you think about the Germans? Them, and I asked this because they're they're hosting the 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 World Championships. The German population seems to love biathlon. Um, well, they can't be very excited about the German results on yeah. the men's side. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were some there. There is sort of some moments of hope, I guess, but. Um, and for the women, it probably is ended up being disappointing with you know Herman Wick winning the first race, and mm-hmm. you're like, wow, she's she's right up there. But then after that, she faded off a little bit. Yeah. Um, we talked about Vogt earlier that she's just not doesn't seem to be having the best of seasons. Although finally today she, uh, or was it in the relay where she shot clean? But anyway, uh, yeah, um, definitely in the relay. I like what but, you said about her last week. I you know you talked about like the sophomore uh, sophomore dip, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think yeah, I think it's a good way of. It made me more optimistic about her, so I appreciated that mm-hmm. to boost my confidence in her again. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think for the long run, I wouldn't be too worried, especially with Kebinger and Schneider, and then you know we have the two girls in uh, the IBU Cup that are mm-hmm. uh, raking up the points there. So <laughs> yeah. in that sense, I wouldn't be too worried. But yeah, as a as a world championship where. I'm sure they've been living towards ever since it got announced, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can be overly, overly excited about the results. And I think there was some discussions about, um, oh, I can't think of the name right now, the the guy that won the European Open on the German men's side and was added to the team, but then he didn't race the sprint, even though he probably had a, the best chance of uh, let me I, I'm sure I can find it uh, can you do some elevator music <laughs> you're welcome everybody I, I have ne- never heard that in an elevator but uh, oh really man I can't I can't find him right now that's that's frustrating I was just thinking about him earlier. Why don't you? Uh, what, yeah. What was your thought on the on the Germans? Like, yeah. So, or, no, uh, I I agree. I think that that to sum it up, I think that for the women, maybe you might have hoped for more medals this time around. Um, you know, but but Herman Wick did get the sprint gold, and it was it was pretty fantastic. They brought home the silver in the in the women's relay. I thought that was they raced really well in that race as mm-hmm. well. 
Um, and, and like you said, I think that when you look at the future with uh, Kebinger and, and Vogt, I think has a bright future still, and Schneider, and, and like you mentioned, the young women on the IBU Cup, I think the German women are going to be fine. I mm-hmm. think that they're going to continue to put people in, and especially if if Preutz is able to come back and be healthy for a full season, and and regain her where she was, I, the German women have plenty of of ammunition to to you know to get back up into the top ten on a regular basis and and yeah. fight for podiums and wins. Well, I don't know. we we don't forget about you know they had Vanessa Hintz and Preutz last year, yeah, on the World Cup, and you know. It wouldn't come as a shock as either one if either one of them would be in a, on a podium for one race. So, nope, no, That's how fast things can go. Yeah, and then well, and then I was just going to say that on the men's side, I don't know where the hope is right now. Um, and I, that's a harsh way of putting it. I shouldn't say that. I think that on the men's side, it's sort of a recalibration of expectations. Um, mm-hmm. The after having had so many contenders you know, for the top 10 and the overall for the last several years, I think now you're looking at a generation of German men who are, who are going to have a puncher's chance every now and then you'll see them break through. Mm -hmm. Um, But nobody, I think that is going to consistently be there. Cause I look, I look at the, the men who are, I mean, uh, Dole is probably nearing the end of his career. Roman Reese. um, He's one of those guys. They're, they're, they're young younger athletes are not that young anymore right that's exactly what i was going to say is that you and, know, roman reese is not that young and and he's sort of you know one of those punchers eustace strello is what 25 26 and in 26. my mind in my mind he is like a 22 year old but he's four yeah. years older than he's a full olympic cycle older than jacomel um yeah. david zobel another one of those guys who in my mind is like 21 years old but he's 24 or 25 now um i just Oh, he's twenty six. My God, Philip Narath was the, uh, the the man ah. I was talking about. Yeah, uh, who and qualified through the uh, the European Open. Yeah, and I just I don't know. I don't know where it's going to come from. Yeah, I think they have. Um, I think it's Rico Gross, his son. Is it Marco, Marco Gross? Gross. Yep. He uh, looks promising, but yeah. Other than that, I haven't. I'm, I'm very confident to say that I'm missing at least one or two but uh that's pretty much the ones i know of yeah no um that's it lucas fracture oh yeah fracture yeah and, 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 and if i remember correctly it was kind of between fracture and um not wrong yeah not Roth. yeah and, and of Fratcher's course there was discussion about that too yeah so even you know it's not like he's a younger guy but he's not that young no yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm just clicking on a couple of the guys on the IBU Cup. Dominic uh, Schmuck is uh, 26. He's he's you know a little bit further down on the IBU Cup rankings. There's just not a lot there. Yodley. So I I don't know, and I, I I find it interesting because it's sort of you know you look at the Norwegian team and 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 uh, the Norwegian men are are stacked and the Norwegian women don't necessarily have as much in the, in the pipeline right now. And, and mm-hmm. you wonder how does that really happen that you get this sort of disparity? You think that sort of a rising tide lifts all boats, but I yeah, know. I think I brought this up before, um, with the, uh, Dutch speed skating. Yeah. There was a long time too, where, you know, it wasn't so much, even on world championships, it wasn't necessarily, is a Dutchman going to win? It was more like, which Dutchman is going to be one, which one, two, and which one, three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, 
you know, it, it was just a fact. And, uh, you know, that, that lasted a number of years, but uh, they've been eventually caught up and... Yeah. yeah, it's, you know, if if athletes like Bucken are, you know, not even there... And they can still put a team like that together. Like it's going to last for a while. And and you know we talked about that too. Like success breeds success, right? Obviously, yeah. if if you see a Norwegian win every weekend, and more kids are going to be into it, yeah, you're going to have a wider group to to pick from. And I, you know, I'm not saying that that's the core reason, but uh, I think the fact that sports and especially skiing in general is such a normal part of life for many Norwegians mm-hmm. yeah um, it, it does make a difference yeah and I, I think that's sort of where my, my concern comes in is that I don't want a generation of Germans to grow up and not see their guys continuing to, mm-hmm. to fight you know like I, I hope it doesn't lead to even fewer people being interested in it but I don't think that's going to happen uh, that's just you know the, the crazy no. side of me you know that's talking but well, and it's, you know, if if the highest result of this world championship would have been like a 17th place by one of yeah. the athletes, yeah. maybe they would have some concern, but I mean, they yeah. still won a gold and they, they still won medals, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, that was just one of those things that struck me while I was watching is that you sort of, you know, these German fans were so so hungry for success and mm-hmm. they definitely want to cheer on their, cheer on their yeah. athletes, but they just didn't have as much, as many opportunities. I, I do think with the women, I think those chances are coming. Mm-hmm. So how did you feel about the uh, Norwegian relay streak coming to an end on the men's side there? Um, I think that uh, I think that the French men raced very, very well. Um, I'll put it that way. I think Guigonal was, was great to start. Like, he was rock solid. I thought... Um, I thought uh, Claude was was great. Jacqueline had a penalty loop, but didn't ultimately hurt them because so did everybody on that on that leg. It seemed like and yeah. And then Canton Fiume just had to hold off JT Bow, and he had enough of a lead at that point that it was he was able to do it. Um, I think that when I I will years from now we'll just assume that Norway won the uh, the World Championship gold. Like if you if you and I are having a conversation in ten years, I'll have to you'll have to point it out to me or I will have to be looking at it and it will surprise Wasn't me there when one I look year at it. Where, yeah. 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 And, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it is just strange in this, in this crazy run of, of wins that they've been on that they didn't win the gold in the, mm-hmm. in the world right now. But yeah. And I mean, obviously they didn't have a amazing shooting, but it's not like there were, they had one extra penalty loop compared to France and mm-hmm. five, yep spares extra so it's not like there were four penalty loops no. behind yeah but yeah no just, and that's what i mean i, I, I and that, France, but that could have been a waxing too right that day yep maybe france race great yeah um i thought it was interesting that they mixed up their the the order they'd been playing with it a little bit but i thought putting mm. christians in first was interesting yeah yeah in hindsight you can always yeah question yeah. that of course but uh and, yeah and, and i'll i'll be honest i think I, I i probably would have done the same thing if you told me i had a lineup where i had black and jt bow at the end mm-hmm. like i'd be like all right you know 
even if they're behind by you know 45 seconds to a minute like they could still make it up with that one two punch but yeah Yeah, and i thought uh especially at the beginning of the world championships i thought uh sterlone legrite was gonna he looked really strong and uh, i mean he was still very strong but seemed to be fade out just a little bit towards the end there but yeah i think he did you know fade out to a fourth place (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah what's wrong with them (laughs) yeah slacker you know i'm 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 happy for uh jacqueline because you know he again had one of his typical well more than a race weekend but uh i I just don't know what to to think (laughs) of that guy but you know Uh, it's never for lack of effort until he misses two or three in a row and then it becomes lack of effort um you mentioned (laughs) i think last week he'll sometimes he'll just go for a stroll um and uh he didn't didn't do that in the relay but he tried to shoot in 12 seconds that was uh, <laughs> admirable to shoot in 12 seconds oh God, i don't know <laughs> um did you uh actually i'm mean, this this uh jacqueline made me think of the mass start today um in the uh on the the after the first shooting the leaders there was uh Lagred and there was uh Ponsaloma and there was claude i believe and uh Lagred led for like half the lap and um then he sort oh. of sat up and he waited for he was like somebody else gonna take the lead and and they were like no i mean it's, it's you dude <laughs> yeah and uh I think mostly Ponsloma, right he yeah was like, yeah no, no don't think so. <laughs> not, not happening <laughs> um and at that point i was like what what are they doing like come on and uh <laughs> and um but then when i saw them leave for the the third lap after the second shooting and it was uh samuelson and claude and jacqueline i was like there's no chance jacqueline is gonna go like, oh yeah <laughs> go yeah. no we're nobody not. has to ask him yeah yeah he's, he's just gonna go because when he has the chance he is gonna go right good better otherwise yeah even if he doesn't have a chance unless unless yeah. in his mind he's decided it's not going to be there today mm-hmm. i think he's always going to go all out yeah but yeah, there's really just a an on and off button in his head. There's no gray area between. <laughs> it makes him one of the most fascinating biathletes right now. Because you can yeah. you can see it when it happens, right? You can see it, it fascinating and frustrating. You can see it when the when the switch turns off, and you're like, oh man, and yeah. it just makes you want to bang your head. But then you see him just. There was a mass start earlier. I think this was an NSC where he just <laughs> sort of unnecessarily was like pushing the pace, and the Norwegian guys were like, "All right, you know." If that's, oh yeah, if, if yes, that's what right. you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would love, um, I would love to chat with him. Yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling the discussion might be all over the place. I don't know. Maybe he's the calmest person on earth when he's not <laughs> doing biathlon. But I have a feeling he might be uh, frenetic. Yeah, energetic, excited, excitable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of the mass start, uh, I liked that uh, Stalder uh, ended up in, was it seventh place? Yes. He was wasn't a, even supposed to be in the race, but uh, yeah. Hartveig stepped aside and Stalder Shooting jumps clean. in. And, yeah. It wasn't, that was a great performance. Uh, I had noted this. It was the, I think he was the fifth or sixth Swiss uh, man to get a top 10 at the World Championships. And the reason I nice. knew this is because when Hartweg did it in the individual race, I looked it up. And, um, yeah, so it was it was nice to see them both uh both do that in in back to back solo races. Well, and I I'd meant or uh, made a note too about uh Switzerland in the men's relay where yeah. 
you know, including Fanello. Yeah, he was probably <laughs> one of the fastest, but, you know, four penalty loops. And then Seraphin Wiesner yeah. had two penalty loops, and they still came in second still overall. Came in, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. and then Hartwig and Stoller were both clean, so, you know. <laughs> they were really... I think... Well, Love Fanello to death. He has had a. He's been very fast, and he really went all out. But man, Stalder and and Hartweg were really pulling around some. Yeah, they were doing extra hard work. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and it must be, like, he's also thirty, right, or thirty-one, thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finello. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it's. It's just not gonna. He's not gonna improve anymore. I would say on shooting, <laughs> probably not. like a standing shooting this season, average is fifty six percent, sixty six, no fifty six, and prone eighty one percent, fifty six percent. There's well, I mean, there's got to be a mental block there. Yeah, and for his career, his standing is seventy. So, yeah, then his skiing is is phenomenal. So shows you very clearly that uh you know you you gotta you gotta have both oh yeah speaking of the men's relay the czech team they yeah, were fourth. in yeah. yeah in fourth they were in first place after strategi's uh his uh his third leg mm-hmm. they um you know uh, obviously they didn't hold it uh, Mar check um i i think he's like is he like 22 you know, and and yep. just wasn't able to hold it, and they still ended up in fourth place. But that was a a really terrific relay from them. I would mm-hmm. was really happy to to see that. I also, you know, I'm sure Maracek was disappointed, but I also think this this is one of those races where it might benefit you later on mm-hmm. yep. to be in that spot to 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 go out of the stadium in first and knowing that you know you you got some pretty <laughs> strong team chasing you teams chasing you yeah yeah um so yeah it didn't work out this time but i think he's got nothing to uh to be ashamed of well and speaking of young teams like that's another that's a young team too right i mean obviously mm-hmm. kirch march has been around for a few years but i think mckiska and strategi are are both like 24 25 26 and that even so. younger 23 yeah, 24 oh, and then man, Marcek so. is 22 so it's just kirch marty he's uh 32 yeah so i mean those those three guys are that's a give them one more and that's a well really you have to replace kirch march when he when he hangs it up but you know those that's a that's a solid core mm-hmm. and you're you're following ibu cup more than i am but um do you know if the swiss have any young guns coming up uh they do uh but i can't remember who i apologize i'm just pulling it up real quick because I, I i do think you wrote a couple of words on the Swiss team earlier in the season. Uh, yeah, actually, <laughs> what four thousand or so? <laughs> no, I was just looking at Fanello thirty, and then uh, Seraphim yes. Wiesner thirty-two. So, um, yeah. So uh, there is actually a um, oh, maybe it's not on the IBU Cup. Maybe it's the juniors. And what do you think of Romania in eight? Well, I was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that. Uh, yeah, there are a couple guys that are anyway that are that are on the Swiss team that are 
that are coming up in the in the junior ranks. So they're mm-hmm. they're not too terribly far off. Yeah, and I, what do you think in overall of the uh, North American performances? I mean, obviously we talked about Lunder and, and Lunder, uh, Lunder did very well. Um, yeah. I thought um, in the I, I'll I'll start with the the American men in the relay. You know, they ended up at twelfth. Canada was on eleventh, uh, but Schomer, who is about to go have knee surgery now, so he's had this mm-hmm. knee problem since November um, or before actually. Um, didn't know if he was going to be able to race this year, and he had on leg two. I think he was like the fourth fastest leg. Um, so that I, I, you know, we had talked about Shomar a little bit before the before the World Championship. So I was impressed by him, but the rest of the American men were, I mean, uh, uh, Jermaine and Vincent Bonacci. They, these are young guys. These are really yeah, their first yeah. their first you know exposure to the to the World Championship. So didn't have a lot of expectations. So I was happy just to see them there. Um, similarly for the, the American women, Deidre Irwin, um, and, and Joanne Reed were really the only two with any experience, um, in the next 11 had one good result, right? Irwin did. Yeah. I think it was in the individual. Was she like 12th or something like that? Mm. It, it, which was also the, in Beijing, she, she set the new American record for Olympic finish, uh, last year. Um, but overall, I think it was. A learning experience more than anything else for the Americans, um, and, and probably for the Canadians too. I think Adam mm-hmm. Runnels and and um, Christian Gao had some good, decent performances. I think Christian Gao was. Um, I, I would I would be a bit concerned about the the men's team. With, yeah, you know, Jules already leaving, and then Christian. Yeah. I I thought Christian didn't have a very good uh, world championship. Not not what we would have wanted. That's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah, and then I there was no one in the uh in the mass mass start, right? Yeah. So Yeah, I I was very excited by the Americans or the I should say the North Americans at the start of the season. I think in Contilate they they is there's a really great start. And then it sort of uh, fizzled out a little bit, and I don't know if it was like a mirage in Contilati. I think there's just a lot of really young, especially like the Canadian women, and I think the the entire American mm. team is is young both in experience and in age. So I think there's just a lot of growing going on right now. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know we we talked with uh, Coach Augenthaler and uh, Matthias as well, where. I think in countries like U.S. and and Canada, it's just how do you keep younger athletes engaged, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, financially, it's a big burden on them, and it's uh, yeah. And, and, and like, I think that's a big point is that it's these, it's a uh, there the pipeline. There aren't there's not a huge number of of men and women coming into the sport. Then mm-hmm. of that smaller number. You have to keep be able to, to to keep them engaged and and able to compete because, like you said, there's no fight. I mean, the, the financial support is, is is difficult, and then being North Americans, you're spending so much time in Europe um, yeah. and, and away from family, and that can be hard. And and suddenly, you know, for for a lot of people, you spend your 20s doing that, and suddenly you're getting into your late 20s, and you're like, well is do I need to start? And I, and I speak from an American perspective, like there's a lot of pressure on kids 
in and I and I'm including twenty year olds as kids to work towards your career and and mm-hmm. you know get the American dream so to speak. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's necessarily something that other nations push as much as I guess it's, it's and um, I don't I, I honestly don't know uh, this is this is the only experience I have had so um, well let's just like the way I see it is more like you don't necessarily have to be part of the rat race if you want to yeah. call it that yeah but if you do you cannot take one or two years out because you're you'll no. be behind and then you know either you have to be super super talented and probably wealthy to even have a chance to to get ahead in the right race again so absolutely um yeah it's it's tough and and you were saying you know they're in europe most of the year so far away from home but i mean look at uh i mean i know emma lander now lives uh calls canmore her home where she lives with with christian but there's athletes that are originally from British Columbia, which is one province over, but we're talking, you know, a thousand kilometers away from family. And when we talked to Jules, you know, he was kind of struggling between being in Quebec and having to go to Canmore and then doing some uh, some trials in Quebec itself. But, like, States is the same. I remember from cross-country skiing mm-hmm. that they had this big issue with, you know, some athletes are, I think, northeastern u.s yep. and somewhere in alaska and how do you coordinate that and you have some in the rockies in between and yes it's uh that doesn't make it easier because um you know talk about cost well right? and and i'm gonna you know we talked to johanna Talaharm. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it two weeks ago now and she was talking about how in estonia you know you can drive across the whole country in three and a half or four right. hours right and and there are however many I don't know how many time zones between, you know, between here and Alaska, right? Mm-hmm. Is that five time zones? So uh, it's yeah. just a, a gigantic amount of space. Like you have in, 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 in the United States, you've got a group that trains primarily in the Lake Placid area and Vermont area. And they are a six hour plane ride away from the group that is training in Colorado, who's a six hour mm-hmm. plane ride away from the group that's training in Alaska. And that's... And then with such a small sport, it's also, it's not always um, a given that all the coaches get along. I'm not saying that they don't, but, you know, you, you get differences in, in programs and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. uh, yep. it's, it's a tough spot that uh, that they're in. And um, yeah, I, It sort of makes you, you even more impressed by somebody, you know, like Emma Lunder, who just went out there and got seventh and oh, eleventh, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, no kidding. It's sort of an, an uphill battle just to be there, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was amazing. But I can't speak from experience other than having the experience in camera. But we must have one of the most beautiful shooting ranges. Mm. I and can, I can think of going to be seeing it very soon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, before we, before we, I do actually do want to talk about that. But uh, I mentioned Johanna for a minute. Did you see her uh, in the relay? I did not, and I do recall you being very excited about that. Very excited about her. So when she took over the relay uh, for Estonia, she was the anchor leg, and Estonia was was in last. I mean, virtually they were in 15th, but they were in last. And she pulled them up into 10th place, and I chatted with her a little bit uh, about it, and she was just so, she was like, on top of the world. You know, Mm -hmm. she'd been 
really searching for the shooting form and she goes you know 10 for 10 and yeah. and she felt awesome about it but she mentioned that you know when she was out there um you know just just like trying to like fighting and fighting and fighting and she actually didn't know where she was in the uh in the in the overall um you know the the listings and the and the you know the placements and until after the second shooting and then one of the wax techs who she actually trains with a little bit mm. um you know gave her the updates you know, or, or where she was and, and she kind of gave her that final burst of uh, you know, if, you know, you can do this type thing, and and so she just nice. went all out. She said it also helped that Emma Lunder was chasing her down from behind, so she had a little <laughs> a little bit of extra help, motivation to go. But yeah, yeah, brought him back from from last place, and they ended up in the ended up in tenth. So That's that was awesome. a heck of an anchor like. So I was really yeah. really happy because she has had some struggles recently, and that to her, you know, I was talking to her about it yesterday. It really seemed like a a big sort of monkey off the back type moment for her. Oh yeah, no, I can imagine. But, uh, did you, did you, um, happen to check her, uh, results in that relay compared to all the others, like her loop times and that kind of thing? Or? Yeah. So, uh, she had the, I think she had the sixth loop time for her leg. I actually just have it pulled up here. Um, so for her leg, she was... Yep, sixth. So she was uh, just behind Royce Lynn and just ahead of Julia Simone. Wow. Talk about a boost, hey? Being yeah, ahead no of kidding. Julia Simone. That's... Yep. Her shooting time, she was uh, just behind uh, Simone as well, who was hmm. not slow. I don't know how many extras or spares that Simone needed. She could have had, you know, all three spares, how, how fast yeah, she goes. Yeah. But, you know. Oh, good for her. Yeah, no, that was That's... that was a, a, an awesome race that that she had there. Um, and uh, I was neat. So I, she was she was mentioning um, how you know she has been with her team long enough that they know exactly kind of how much information she needs to have. So they were kind of withholding information, not telling her where she was um, until until exactly the right moment. I, th- I thought that was that was kind of neat, and especially having just spoken with her a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, and I heard numerous athletes talk about um, that most of the instructions, if you want to call it that, that were yelled at them, they couldn't even hear because of the the, crowd. the crazy crowds. And because, yeah. um, <laughs> like, I I don't know why they were like. Obviously, their their athletes were winning, but it seemed like the Swedish coaches were just all over the the course and <laughs> and just yeah. you know. <laughs> screaming yeah uncontrolled almost that was that was super cool to see like you know that uh sebastian samuelson has been playing a bit of a i don't want to call it mind games but you know some some pokes here and there and he's been getting some pokes back and yeah um to uh you know to actually come out and do it where mm-hmm. everybody's like who who's going to beat jt bow and oh he did it he yeah. i think did he say at the beginning of the season that yes he's ahead but we're coming closer one yeah. little step at a time or something mm-hmm. like that and to to be the guy that's actually the one that that beats him yeah and then you're you're you know countryman right Comes behind you a second oh i know yeah so you know kudos to him i i i'm i'm super excited about him um being back into shape yes and i hope it's just a sign of you know closing the door to the season so far and just yeah moving moving on from here 
I've said it before. I'll say it again. I remember a couple of seasons ago when I when I feel like Samuelson was at his like his his peak. There were a couple of moments where he went head to head with JT Bow at the very end of a race, and had no fear of yeah. you know you know shooting next to him and and you know no fear of of you know skiing away from him at the end. And uh, it felt like that's who we saw the last ten days or so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, especially well, today, he, wasn't that one of the comments he made about a relay where they put? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they put Bo in the fourth leg. That was not this world championship, but they put Bo in the fourth leg, and then he's like, oh, I'd much rather finish yeah. finish yes. against Bo than uh, Christensen. Or, yeah. yeah, isn't that amazing that, that, you know, such a dominant athlete still has a weakness in the final sprint? Now, obviously, he doesn't need it very often. Maybe that's but, why it's uh, a weakness. He never practices. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's always been a weakness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is strong, yeah. but he doesn't have like the the quickness. If that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. Um, I I just wanted to mention again, like we we went over it already, um, the Italian women, but mm-hmm. like I I knew of Camola, mm-hmm. but I'd never really, you know, nothing really stood out to me in the past. But wow, and then you know with her and then Augenthaler and then. Um, where Vitazzi in the individual was third, even though she was yeah. sick before. Yeah. Like, obviously, I don't know how sick she was or if it was just like a precaution, but still, you never know, right? Is it like, okay, so she hasn't raced the previous race, so maybe she has some more energy? Or is it like, well, she was sick, so you don't really get much, you don't get out of that much better usually? No. So yeah. I think that was. Well, look at Elvira, right? Elvira also sick and. Yeah, but clearly she was more sick. The one, the one race she did, yeah, after being sick, uh, she was not over yeah. yet. Where maybe Vitazzi was just more of a yeah, precaution, you know, a small thing that she got over, but it was still yeah. pretty cool to see. It was. Uh, um, so I have a couple questions for you. All right. How did you do in the predictor? Uh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> no. No, I was doing so bad. I gave up halfway through. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I just I stopped putting him in. I was so so disappointed in myself. I said, "No, I got to." What do you think about it, though? Like, I, I'm glad you did it. You know, we we we've toyed with the idea of, uh, like, I think we've we've done some prediction games. Oh yeah, for biathlon yeah. before, and then we talked about maybe with a group of guys on Twitter to to maybe start our own and. Um, I, I don't know. Well, I I really liked that they, you know, had sort of these maybe not completely random, but, um, you know, what German is going to be the best? Yes. Who's going yeah. to have to? I I like that, and then uh, yeah, I think it was it was fun to do, and I I must say I haven't uh, updated for every race. Like I I sat down for maybe half an hour before the world championships and just mm-hmm. pick for every race. Mm-hmm. And in some cases where if I knew that somebody was sick and not racing, I would, I would swap um, if I could, but I'm sure I missed one or two, but um, yeah, I thought it was fun. And uh, who did? Uh, yeah. I'm really glad they did it. And like you said, I think they did it in a more fun way than I imagined it would be. Um, mm-hmm. They have to be excited about it. It seemed like there was a lot of interaction with it and a lot of, conversation about it on social media so um, yeah and i don't know because i know that uh 
Kaiser Makarainen has done Insta- Insta- Instagram streams before during championships. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she did again, but it would actually be fun to do a bit of a banter yes. back and forth with. Uh, but yeah, I was I was right in between uh, Olena Bjordana and Kaiser Makarainen. Hmm. But I mean, yeah, who knows how many times they had a chance to update it? But uh, mm. nope, you were right there. You're right there with the experts. And no, um, did you beat but, Chad Samala? I don't know. I don't know what his score was. I'll have to, um, I did will. see that. So as part of two communities, Extra Runde, mm-hmm. the German, uh, they came in uh, 51st in total. And I was on uh, Wienoberhof from Biathlon 23. And we came in 43rd. Mm. So He's going to be disappointed, bitterly disappointed. That- I know. It's, uh, well, you know, 23rd, 43rd. You know, yeah, it's close so enough. It's yeah. two twos and yeah. three. So. <laughs> no, but I enjoyed it. And, and I'm curious to see what's going to happen for the rest of the season, if this was more of a world championship thing or if they're going to keep it up for the remainder of the... I'm, I'm guessing they keep it up. Oh, I hope they do. Yeah. Um, so, and I hope they yeah, run it no, the entire year next year. It's a fun addition. I, I, I'm really impressed with uh, IBU, how they've been... You know, they've, they've made some significant updates to their website. They... Uh, they introduced that app about just over a season ago i believe i think last season was the first season with the app it was. And, um, yeah, the app works great it they, works great they listen to feedback it seems like yeah yeah i just did the uh the survey again mm-hmm. uh that recently Same came out but yeah no i think they're they're doing good if they can only create some uh relay teams from mixed nations it's coming up next and it was there was one other pet peeve that i have but I don't even remember. See, they've so. already taken care of it. <laughs> uh, before the Worlds, uh, before the championships, I asked you some questions. Do you remember these? So I can't say I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through them real quick, and we'll we'll see okay. how you did. Okay. So for okay. the men, I asked you, and and part of this is an evaluation of my ability to formulate questions. So, uh, J Tubo, uh, over under two and a half solo gold medals, and you picked under. He came in with three, so uh, we get we get an X on that one. Uh, Lagrid, I picked under. You picked under, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, you picked uh, over two and a half solo medals for Lagrid, so uh, congratulations on that. Canton uh, Fayomaye, you said oh, he said he would he would win a medal, and unfortunately he did not. Or he would win a solo medal, excuse me. Unfortunately, mm. he did not. The Swedish men, you were bullish on their chances. You said they would win at least two solo medals and they certainly did that they did that just today um and then you said the norwegian men would not win the relay by more than 25 seconds so you actually win that one as well so you went uh, <laughs> yeah. three for three for five on on the men uh uh women uh uh Roisland over you said that she would win a solo medal and she did uh elvira you said that she would win more than two and a half solo medals and unfortunately she did not uh, Simone, you said over uh, two solo medals, and she was right at two. Unfortunately, so we're gonna we're actually we're gonna call that a push. Um, I asked you who would win the most medals between uh, Herman Wick, uh, Vera Vitazzi, and Hauser, and off the top of my head, I think it's Vitazzi. Must be Vitazzi, yeah. Yeah. Um, you picked Herman Wick. Actually, she got two as well. 
Well, is that solo and team? Solo and team, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we... Yep. Um, but did and, not... I thought Vidatsi won... Because they won with the relay. And I thought she had two individual medals, no? Did she have two individuals? Oh, now I'm down. Uh, I told... Well, yeah, you go... Uh, I'll see if I can quickly find it. And then... Uh, your relay winner was going to be the Germans for the women. Hmm. Yep. Well, they were second, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was you were you were not off by much. So I have a question for you. Um. So there was four individual races. Yes. Of the athletes that. Did all four races, fourteen shootings. Mm-hmm. Who had the highest percentage of shootings that were clean? So highest percentage of clean. shootings that were clean of the athletes. So these are athletes who obviously made. I'm it only to... including the ones that won all or that raced all four races. Oh and yeah, I was just going to say races. they had to qualify for they had to qualify for the uh, the mass start. So I'm thinking of and this is men men and women. Well, we can do men first if you want. Men first. Yeah. For the men, I'm going to say that um, highest percentage that were clean. Uh, let's go with. Well, my gut wants to say Logrid. That's actually uh, Samuelson. He had 11 what? out of 14 shootings clean. Holy cow. And uh, Justice Strelo was uh same, 11 out oh. of 14. And then Legrite was ten out of fourteen. Hmm. So you were you were close. Yeah, well, that's pretty, that pretty good. Um, no, I, I I wanted to say four because I have a couple guys who only had one race. So ah, okay, you know, and they were yeah. clean. But um, of the ones that did two races, uh, there's Braunhofer, Sinopov, and Seminator with five out of six, and Sebastian Steller had uh, eight out of ten. But he did three races, so. What he didn't do the pursuit. Who's that? Staller didn't do the pursuit. Is that what it was? Um, yeah, he did the mass start, right? He did the mass start. Yeah, he, but yeah, he, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I'd have to look it up. Women. Yeah, and then for the women. Uh, women, I'm gonna guess. Um, I think. I think. Komala was clean in the. She was definitely clean in the individual. I know she did very well in the mass start as well. So I'm going to say her. That's a very good guess. Uh, she had ten out of fourteen shootings clean for seventy one point four, and she's sharing that top spot with one other athlete. Was it was it Hannah? No, but it was a Sweden, a Swede. It was a Swede who competed in all four. Well, that has to be, well, that's got to be Pearson, right? Yeah. Lynn Pearson. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. Caroline, what, a, uh, what a championships for Pearson. Yeah. And then Caroline Knotten was nine out of 14. Wow. Lotta Lee, six out of 10. Amy Bazurga, six out of 10. Do you, do you remember this? Uh, when we interviewed Lotta Lee, she said that she had sort of a friendly rivalry with uh, Knotten. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they, they train together, right? Yeah. So I'll have to go back and 
in check, but I think Knoten definitely got the better of her at the uh, at the Worlds. We'll have to see how they're doing in the World Cup right now. And so I also have, but this is a bit with an asterisk because I didn't really have quite enough time to uh, confirm the data, but I put the shot data, individual shot data together per shooting. Okay. Um, so that shoots sum up the fastest shooters per shooting. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, I know that there's some, there's some data issues with it. So, like, again, I take it with a grain of salt. But um, who do you... Who can you think of who who you would guess had a had a the fast. fast shooting going on? Oh, uh, J two Bo. He's actually. Let's see here. I have to scroll down to seventeen point four seconds in the mass start third shooting. We have Emile Jacquelin seventeen point six, but. Um, to go back to the top, I have two for Maiha, Miha, Dovjan, 15.5, 15.7. And it looks like the data is all there. Um, yeah, so there's one for Hannah Algataller, but I'm missing some data there. So I'm assuming that that's not quite right. And uh, Carolina Knotten also doesn't seem right. So the next one is uh, Harold... Lemmerer. He had, yeah, that doesn't seem right either. Christine Gao, not completely surprising because uh, we all know that they shoot well. 15.9. Goodness gracious. In the uh, fourth shooting of the individual. Giacomel, uh, 15.9 as well. Mass start, fourth shooting. Now it doesn't, I haven't combined it yet with. Uh, uh, this, uh, sorry, the shooting result. So as I'll see if I can quickly find the best shooting time while going clean. Uh, and the Strumsheim, we, oh. uh, we know he can shoot fast. So he yeah. had 15.9. I just need to see if that was... Um, that was with a miss, but he had sixteen zero. Oh, that's probably the fifty nine. Just rounded sixteen three, sixteen three. Oh, this, one of the sixteen threes was uh, was clean as well. Ugh. Eight. He has an eighteen nine clean, eighteen five clean, and then the next or well, the biggest name that I'm seeing here is uh, Sturla Holmgren. But he's gonna was... make he's gonna make Ader seem like a snail on the shooting range. <laughs> yeah, so uh Legride had sixteen seconds, but that was with a miss. And I think quickly looking at it, nineteen seconds where it was clean, and that was on the pursuit's third shooting. Jacqueline he had 17 seconds clean in the individual force shooting. Anyway, I'm just see running down. Yeah, Johannes was the. He had a 19.6 and a 17.4, both clean. 
that was the individual fourth shooting and the mass start third shooting. And yeah, he had a 19-1 in there and a 19-6. So anyway. Oh my um, gosh. Sorry, I, I was going on a bit longer than I anticipated, but uh, I'm still working out the kinks. But hopefully uh, later this week, I'll I'll publish uh, a dashboard. And I also plan on publishing a cleaner and refreshed website for biathlonanalytics.com and uh, with a new feature that I'm very excited about, but I'm going to hold back on talking more about that until I know for sure that it works and it's all set up properly and everything. And then uh, hopefully next week I can talk more about that. Very excited about it. I, I've heard a little bit, so I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm curious to see how it, uh, how it looks when it's all done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I am too. Very, uh, I think Riverside excited, is telling also... us that we need to be done. Oh, is that? Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, it, it is, uh, it is, it's getting a little, a little, a little, a little clunky on my end here. I don't know if it's, uh, if it's coming <laughs> through to you, but it's, uh, it's starting to break up a little bit. So Riverside is saying that guys, you've broken me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've only bro- broken one, uh, recording service so far. So, but, well, we're on our third. People should yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I I didn't have much else than that. So, unless you had any uh, no final comments, I think, uh, I think it was a great uh, great World Championships. It was just Absolutely. a lot of fun. Uh, I'm yeah. sad it's over, uh, but I'm looking forward to the third trimester, and I'm looking forward to uh, to taking in some IBU Cup action coming pretty soon. Oh, and if you want to re rewatch some some races, of course you can go to the IBU uh, YouTube channel and mm-hmm. uh, listen to our British friends. But if you either speak German or you don't mind listening to German commentators, amongst which is Arndt Pfeiffer and I think Eric Lesser mm-hmm. at some point, um, if you go to uh, Mediatek on the ARD, I'll, I'll post it in the, the notes. Uh, they, they have a review of all the races with German commentary, and it's mm. uh, a lot more exciting to watch. Now that we're sort of in the uh, the silly portion of the podcast, uh, who, who the video I sent you uh, on Instagram earlier <laughs> this week, uh, who was it? I I think it's Michael Roche Roche and Eric Lesser pretending to be I yeah. think Ader and Hauser. Is that okay? <laughs> Hauser, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Michael Roche, he's he's hilarious. Uh, he's uh. He's just this. And, he, and I mean, he, he raced clown, at the World man. Cup Can level, you right? So, having been on, yeah, he's yeah. he's hilarious. He's funny. Well, that's what I was going to say. Can so you imagine uh, having been on the World Cup fun, with him? Fun um, follow on Instagram as well. Oh. And uh, I know he does lots of uh, live Instagram feeds and chats and stuff. So it's definitely worth worth it. But it was a fun video. <laughs> <laughs> let the laugh numerous times rewatching it. Yes. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was Eric Lesser with that, but I couldn't really, I mean, I was somebody tell. like from the wax truck or something like that or somebody knows, but uh, I, I could yeah. see Eric Lesser be part of that too. But. <laughs> oh, man. Well. Anyway. Time to go. Time to go. And uh, catch up. We will uh, uh, take your rest next weekend and then. Uh, yeah. 
we'll see if we can get a, an, a special guest on the pod this week for we'll do our next best. episode. Got a couple and maybe then, lined up. I think yeah. you're gonna. I think you're gonna enjoy it. We just got to make sure we get a, gotta get the interview time locked down. Yeah, sounds good. All right, All right guys. man. Have a good week. Thanks for Bye. listening, everyone. Bye-bye.